good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Man, this has been a wild week NFL-wise. It's been a wild week sports-wise, period. I just, man. COVID is running rampant through the NFL. We've had two games postponed. My Washington football team plays on Tuesday now. They play uh, the Eagles on Tuesday. Um, on Tomorrow, we got a doubleheader, and that's Las Vegas versus Cleveland, which is a postponed game, and the original game is Minnesota versus Chicago. Ah, man, we look at this, and we, we seen, we're we seeing a spike in numbers. You know, you're seeing 20 players on the COVID list. Washington went out on the streets to get three quarterbacks, guys that weren't in the league, three quarterbacks. Tell me we don't have a problem here in the NFL. And it took for everybody to really go off and say something to get the NFL to do anything. And, I, I, you know, I kind of think that was that was a little messed up. Let's call a spade a spade. I think that was a little messed up. Once you got to about 10 to 12 players, that's when the NFL should have stepped in and said, okay, something's going on. We got to do something. And word on the street is the NFL has been lax on their COVID protocols. So, you know, it's like, okay. Now, my personal feelings now, these, these, these are – my feelings and not the, they don't reflect the feelings of the rest of the sideline junkies, the rest of my brethren. Here's my thing. We got through 2020 without a vaccine. You masked up, you took and you, 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 you washed your hands, you social distance. You did all of these things to keep yourself safe. They roll out the vaccine. You stop doing those things. You get that second shot. You throw your daggone mask in the trash. No, everybody should have kept their mask on. Killing numbers. Killing numbers as much as we can. The, the, the vaccine is not a cure-all. So now we're seeing a mutation, another variant, and now we're getting another uptick. And it's not just in the sports world. It's all over. We got to go back to doing what we was doing. Got to go back to doing what we were doing. This right here, I, it's not where it's at. And I'm not even talking sports. I'm talking about world. A lot of people don't want to go back to the lockdown and things like that. But it looks like that's where we're headed back to. NFL, NBA-wise, you know, you're seeing, I think the Nets had eight players out. The Magic had nine players out, all on the COVID list. It's pretty goddamn on bad, man. That's pretty daggone bad. I'm, I'm, I'm. The NFL waited so long to make a decision, and once the Browns, the football team, any if it didn't matter what team it was, once they started losing guys to positive COVID tests, 
immediately. They should have stepped in and said, hey, we are going to postpone this game. That is it. We're done. Okay. They didn't do it until, you know, a couple of days ago. But I think that was more of social media pressure than anything. So, but uh, I see somebody popped in that I wanted to say something to. Today is uh, December 19th. Today is my lovely wife's 21st birthday. And I just wanted to say this on air. I always talk about her and, and mess with her and, and stuff like that about being a cowboy fan. But I I wouldn't be able to sit here and do what I do if it wasn't for her. Days that I don't feel like doing anything, I don't feel like recording anything. I got music out the wazoo that I got to record for music drops and everything. And I feel, I, sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Working two, three jobs and then trying to come home and work this fourth job but it's not a job it's a it's a passion and it's because of her that i'm able to do it so to miss lisa happy birthday today is your day you can sit back with your feet propped up relax yourself enjoy this good football sunday and we can talk about covid protocols and teams so you can count all the players on the sideline that ain't got no mask on because I know you love to do it. And then on top of that, you know, if you can walk past the studio, you know, with that dress on that you got on, that'd be greatly appreciated for me. That'd be like happy birthday to me too. So just saying, happy birthday, love you. Now, back to the sports. We Speaking on COVID and Washington football team needing quarterbacks, one former quarterback, um, did a head-scratching move the other day. He decided to put out a tweet. Let me let me pull this tweet up because I know I got to save. Yes, I do. Washington needs a QB. If you love storylines, going back would be an essential one. Would only, will only be willing because many in the organization have explained how, who is Jay Wright? That's Jason Wright. And she's walking by with the dress on. That thing just thing. Lord. <clears throat> and Jason Wright and Riverboat Ron have changed the culture in the building. Thank you for the fans, to the fans for all the love. Now that was one Robert Griffin III, a.k.a. RG3. Now this cat just wrote a tell-all book and he was promoting about, you know, being sexually assaulted or, or whatever in the Washington organization, surviving Washington. Now you begging them yet again for a job. Don't get me wrong. The cat's talented. He is, uh, he's a good dude for the most part. LeVar Arrington ripped him for the book and said that was a bitch-ass move. I think personally that it was a bitch-ass move because you waited, you've been gone out of Washington since what, 2014? 2015? Or so, six, seven years you've been gone. Now you dropped this book. And you sat out a year before you went to Cleveland. I'm sorry, after you went to Cleveland. You, you sat out a year. 
then you came back and you know you became a mentor, a good, pretty good mentor to Lamar Jackson. So you had all this time to write this book, but you decide during these covidical times and all this going on in Washington and Daniel Snyder under fire for being Daniel Snyder and encouraging employees to get breast implants and, you know, denying interviews because people want to sue him or what have you, you know, now you want to release this book, but then you turn around, Washington fans rip you for wanting to release the book. Then you turn around and you beg for a job yet again. And prior to you announcing that you were doing this book, you were begging Washington for a job. You came back to watch. You came back to social media. I'm sorry, hat in hand, begging for this job. And don't get me wrong, he's my guy. I bangs with RG three, but you're moving a little funny to me, right now. Like I, I get now. If it was just him begging for the job, no book. You know, I could see that. But why would I bring you back, and you writing a quote unquote tell all book? about your time in Washington. And I hope you tell about how you were the owner's best friend. Because when you had your surgery on your knee, it was the owner that was there. The coaches weren't there. The owner was there when you came out of recovery. The owner sat with your parents because he cared about you that much. The coaches really didn't give a fuck about you. But you also got to realize you was drafted by a coach that didn't want you. That was the owner that made him draft you. So you were the owner's boy regardless. Then on top of that, you know, you you came into, let's talk about how you came into the office when they sat you down to tell you about, you know, what they want to do in the upcoming season. How they, you know, they figured out how to keep you protected, but it was the threat of the run that got teams scared you didn't have to but it was a threat of it i want to be a pocket passer because your dad said every black quarterback that's not a pocket passer has never won you know every running quarterback has never won one well for the most part warren moon was a pocket passer how many how many championships does warren moon have and warren moon is one of the top three most prolific passers in pro football history there's nothing you could deny about Warren Moon being a great quarterback. How many championships does he have as a pocket pass? And he had five receivers in Houston that could devastate you and kill you up and down the field across the middle. Five receivers. He had two running backs. I'm sorry, he had three running backs that were devastating. He had a pretty damn good defense, but they could not get to the chip. Okay? Later in Randall Cunningham's career, he became a pocket passer. He had that 15-1 and season in Minnesota. They did not get to the chip. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're a pocket passer. Russell uh, Wilson. He wasn't a pocket passer. He has a Super Bowl ring. But why? Because he was coached right. He was allowed to be coached. 
We're going to take what you do best and we're going to amplify it. What you don't do, we're going to work on it. Now, Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But RG3, in my honest, humble opinion, was not coachable. That was the problem. But now you sitting here talking like, you know, your time in Washington was so bad. You made it bad. Imagine anybody listening to this show. You walk into your job and they have a set way for you to do things because, hey, these are the talents that you have. We do that. We're going to be a Fortune 500 country company. We're going to always operate in the black because we're taking your talents and ex exemplifying them. We're going to always operate in the black. But you tell them, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And it's not your area of expertise. And what you're doing is actually hurting the company. Go ahead. And you think they're not going to fire you? I don't give a damn how talented you are. Like, I, I don't understand. I hope he puts that in the book, too, if you want to tell it all. And see, these are things that gets me upset, and I've been holding on to this for two days. These are the things that get me upset. You know, you, 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 you talk about your time in Washington. Down, you asking Washington for a job. I'd rather go find Josh Johnson and bring him back rather than bring an RG3 back. And that's sad to say because I really love RG3, but dog, you're moving funny to me. You acting real weird, and I don't like it. These are, these are the things that I, I keep talking about. Yeah, it would be a great story. He came back, and he led this team into the playoffs, actually played, didn't get hurt, and rolled on. You know, we rolled to the NFC Championship game with him at the helm. That would be great. But you kind of spoiled that when you decided to do this dumbass tell-all book, goddammit. I'm not saying that anybody's perfect. I'm not saying that anybody's, you know, above stuff. I'm not saying that he didn't go through anything. I'm just saying the timing of it and the way you've been begging for jobs, you would think that you would humble yourself just a little bit. You talking about a culture change but you would seem to humble yourself just a little bit. I just, I, I, I get standing up for what you believe in. And if something happened to you, you know, it, as a man, you know, everybody said, well, you can say something uh, right then and there. Well, sometimes you can't say anything, you know? So I get that. What I don't get, is that this organization is, and yes, Ron Rivera has changed the culture in the locker room. Jason Wright has tried to change the culture in the offices. But as long as Daniel Snyder is still owner and he was the Lord over those, over that culture, over those teams, as long as he's still in charge, that culture is still there. It's like, it's a, it's like you get all the cancer out, but it's still one speck. And Daniel Snyder is that speck. I've said it on many times, on many shows too. I like Daniel Snyder. 
He's not a brilliant owner. He tries too much to be like Jerry Jones. I would like to see what Daniel Snyder does when Daniel Snyder becomes Daniel Snyder. But I really don't want to sit around and wait for that. Because Danny Boy has ruined my team. I would like to see him go. I would like to see him take his money and he get, you know, a billion dollars for this team. And then that's it. You know, hey, I'm gone. Right off into the sunset, still be a fan. Or I'd like to see him sell majority control of the team and let somebody else come in so we can get, you know, something else going. But RG3, yeah, nah, bro. You you kind of you kind of burnt those bridges with that bullshit that you pulled, and I I don't I wouldn't I I, don't, I wouldn't expect him to be at any alumni weekend, any homecoming, anything of the sort for years to come. I'm just being honest. So now, uh oh, this Justin Trey Young enters NBA's COVID protocols. That's from Adrian Wojnarowski. Damn, man. It's just like whenever you see this just then and you you may not catch it and just scroll across, you see somebody else entering COVID protocols. Everybody's entering proto- COVID protocols. COVID protocols. God, dog, man. I digress. Let's check out the games that we got going on today. Um, Arizona. Arizona rolling up to Detroit. Arizona's a 12 and a half point favorite. Over under is 47. This is a no-brainer. Uh, that's in Detroit. We talk about culture. Detroit, it's not the players or the coaches that make the culture bad. It's the ownership. And you we talk about Daniel Snyder being an owner. I rank him above the owners of the Lions. At least Daniel Snyder spent a little bit of money. Try to put a winner out there. You know, try to buy a championship at least. Detroit, not so much. Detroit just, they'll have a winning formula and they'll have a coach and a coaching staff and a team that's kind of moving forward. And you're like, all right, yeah, y'all, y'all doing a little good. Y'all went nine and seven, okay. And then you fire the coach in the offseason. And it's happened more than once. It's happened more than once. It wasn't just Jim Caldwell. It happened before that too. It wouldn't surprise me if Detroit goes 1-15-1. and one. And get the number one pick and still blow it. So Arizona in that one. And they will cover the 12 and a half. Uh, Dallas versus the New York Giants in East Rutherford, New Jersey. MetLife Stadium. Yeah, Dallas is 11 point favorites. Dallas is a good team. Dallas needs this win to put more of a chokehold on the NFC East. So I'm going to say Dallas. And they'll cover the 11. Over-under is 44 and a half. Come on, Dallas. Come on, Dallas. All right. uh, 425 frame. I'm bouncing around here. 425 frame. Uh, Seattle uh, visits the Ram. Another division. Shoot. The uh, Dallas-New York game is divisional. Seattle-Rams is divisional. Uh, We got a lot of divisional games today. I love it. Uh, Seattle's a four and a half point dog for over under is 45, but the Rams have been struggling. Um, OBJ was out 
on the COVID list. Uh, not sure what his status is just yet because that was early in the week last week. You know, you got to have two negative tests back to back. I'm going to go against the grain in this one and take Seattle. I love Russell Wilson too much. Uh, but they won't cover. They, 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 uh, you, if you want to bet, bet the Rams because I mean, bet the, uh, the Seahawks because the Rams ain't covering that four and a half. They'll, the Rams will lose outright. So, uh, another divisional game, the Jets versus the Dolphins in Miami. Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites. Uh, over under is 41 and a half. The culture in the, with the Jets. It's starting to turn the tide now, but that culture was bad too. We talk about culture. Culture was bad in New York. So give me Miami in that one. Uh, BJ's, Buffalo Bills are hosting the Carolina Panthers. James's Carolina Panthers. And the Nubian Sumo and his Panthers are 13 and a half point dogs to a Buffalo team that I picked the other night as my Super Bowl pick. Uh, Over-under is 44. Give me the Bills. They're not going to cover that 13 and a half, though. Be smart. Um, Cam Newton, if he plays and he starts, he's going to have a hell of a game, but not enough to win. We got Green Bay and Baltimore. I have no line on that game whatsoever. Um, Baltimore's banged up. Uh, What did I see? Marquise Brown. What did I see? He's upgraded from questionable. Expected to play versus the Packers. That's from Adam Schefter. Uh, don't like no line whatsoever, but give me Green Bay in this one. I'm not, you know, I'm not counting Baltimore out, but uh, he is Green Bay and it's a rod, baby. It is a rod. Uh, battle of two trash teams. Another divisional game, Jacksonville versus Houston. Up. Uh, Hold on. Go back to that Baltimore game. Jimmy Smith placed on the COVID, COVID, the uh COVID reserve list. Mozzie Wilkins activated from the practice squad. So Jimmy Smith is out for Baltimore. Uh Jacksonville and Houston, another divisional game. Jacksonville five and a half point favorites. I have no faith in Jacksonville, minus Urban Meyer. Uh I'm gonna take Houston in this one. Nope. You know, Houston's starting a, a no-name-ass quarterback. Give me Jacksonville in this one. But they're not going to cover that five and a half. 30, 39 and a half is the over-under. I think that should be lower. But uh, that's just me. I, I, I Just give me Jacksonville in that one. Ugh, that just, ugh. That's a game you just want to stay away from, you know? Uh, Jim and Junie's Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are two-point dogs, over-under 43. Eh, I don't know. I want I want to say Tennessee can win this game, but I, I'm scared to pick Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh lets me down an awful lot. I think this is going to be a game where people call for Big Ben to be benched, but if you bench Big Ben, who do you have behind him? You got faith in Mason Rudolph. You got faith in Dwayne Haskins. I didn't think so. Uh, give me Pittsburgh plus the two. And... That over-under will not be covered. They will be under 43. So, Delonte's Broncos hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Broncos, of course, for being home, you get a three points anyway. So, Broncos, three-point favorites. Cincinnati kind of sort of struggling. 
Denver looking to rebound and get themselves back into the playoff picture, deep into the playoff picture. I'll take Denver in that one, and they'll cover the three. Overrun is 44 and a half. Uh, Atlanta uh, going to San Francisco. San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites over under 47. I got no faith in Atlanta. Give me San Fran, baby. No doubt in my mind. Uh, Lady C's. New Orleans Saints. Who that nation is going to Tampa Bay in a divisional game to face? One, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Ain't Vinny in the Jets, but he Tom in the Bucks. Ooh, Lady C, you not looking too good, baby. Y'all ten and a half point dogs over under 45 and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's any given Sunday. We all know how divisional play goes. I got to take Tampa Bay in this one. I'm sorry. And uh, and she said, yeah, definitely an L today. Mm. I'll get I'll take Tampa Bay covering that ten and a half too. Um, tomorrow. Oh, you're not gonna pull the games up for tomorrow for me? Oh, you are. Yeah, we got two games tomorrow, so you got uh Las Vegas. Las Vegas going to Cleveland. Cleveland's a three and a half point favorite over under forty one. Uh, that was a postponement. That's at five o'clock tomorrow. So at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you get a game on a Monday. I love Monday doubleheaders, especially when I'm off. So it's almost as good as a baseball doubleheader when I'm off. But um, Baker Mayfield's out. Damn, they have no faith in Las Vegas because Baker's out. I think Jarvis Landry's out. I was looking at their COVID list. They got 20 players on the COVID list. And they still gave Cleveland a three and a half point favorite. I'm gonna take Vegas in that one. Unless something changes, I'm gonna take Vegas in that one. Over under is 41. Then the original game, uh, Minnesota visits Chicago. Uh, Minnesota six and a half point favorites. Kirk Cousins might actually show up in prime time here, but uh, um, go ahead and give me Minnesota in that late game. And then of course, finally to end out the week. Washington visits Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a six and a half point favorite. Over under is 42. You already know where I'm going because I'm trying to, I'm thinking in logic right now. If I keep picking against Washington and they keep winning, I'll take it. So I'm picking against Washington because I think they're going to still win because we're going to get guys back on, off the COVID list very, very soon. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So make sure you get, your bet slips in. Thank you to Book It Sports for doing our lines every Sunday and being just a good app to use. I'm 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 all the way with it wholeheartedly. This is gonna be a good day of football. It's gonna be a good day, period. So man, can you believe though it's week 15? Wasn't it just week two? Wasn't it just week two? It's week 15 already. This season is going by so fast. So fast. But, hey, it's life, man. You blink two times and you're 35 and you're sitting back on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and you're like, damn, wasn't I just getting ready for school? Like, 
two days ago. So anyway, thank you all for joining. Uh, enjoy this round of football today. I got to go make some breakfast so my wife can have something to eat. And ah man, I'm going to spend the day doing what I do on a regular basis. So it ain't nothing special. I'm just going to be loving on her and singing to her and stuff like that, you know. But uh, thank you all for joining. Enjoy this football Sunday. Uh, man, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm dumbfounded with these COVID things. And uh, yeah, Lady C, she is going to try to clean up. She probably in there doing it now. But I'm just dumbfounded with this COVID stuff and, you know, the way things are going. Bit of advice, please. No matter what field you work in, please, if you vaccinated, unvaccinated, ain't none of my business. I don't care. Just wear a mask and wash your hands. Keep away from people because people nasty. I've seen people sneeze in their hand and then just and then go to give somebody a handshake. No, bruh. <laughs> people, people are nasty. So please wash your hands. Keep yourself safe. We already got the kids on virtual learning here in Maryland. Uh. Please, please, please be safe. Mask up. All right. Keep each other safe until the next time, which is probably going to be tomorrow. I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.